What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. And today we have a special guest with us. We have the fantastic Abby Scott. Abby is the CEO of the Fit Legacy Marketing Agency, founder of Coffee Over Cardio, and an experienced fitness influencer and competitor. I know influencer isn't everyone's favorite word, but I think Abby is definitely a great influencer. And the reason I say that is I believe she influences a lot of people to positivity, and she's very honest and humble, and she's an amazing person because this is actually the second time we filmed this because me and Kyle are horrible hosts at actually having guests and getting good audio recording. Um, Obviously, we've done two interviews in the past that were great interviews, but the audio just wasn't there. So, you know, we made it a goal this year. If we're going to do something, we're going to do it right. So, you know, we politely asked if she would be down to do it again to make sure the audio was awesome. We have like two different ways to make sure it's top tier. So when you're listening to this, it's going to be ultra awesome. But special shout out to you, Abby. Thank you for doing this, even though we wasted your time the first time and being a guest on the podcast. I know. I'm excited to be here and I'm happy to do multiple. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. it. Abby is awesome. So we're just incredibly excited to have her. Um, We're going to jump into some of the questions. And the good thing is since we've done this once, uh, we think we can really, you know, hit on the really strong points, which pretty much are all the things. She is a beast when it comes to everything, uh, in my opinion, which is good. So Kyle, you want to jump into the first question? Yeah, so obviously, and I think this is the coolest thing, um, just a small little bit more of an introduction, just Abby wears so many different hats, um, and we don't want to just bring someone on that like just has a good physique, like truthfully, I we don't care too much about that, it really doesn't matter, we want to f- bring on someone that can relate to you, that can give you good advice, that you know has so many different aspects in her life that she's just excelling at and can offer good value for you. So obviously as a business owner, she has a coffee company. It's called Coffee Over Cardio. And we think it's really cool. She sent us out coffee, you know, a couple of years ago. It tastes great. Um, but just pretty much, you know, how did you start your fitness coffee company? And I, th- and I say fitness coffee company because it's really cool. I've never seen anything like it that's just like fitnessy, but also coffee related. So yeah, how did it come about and uh, what's the deal there? So Coffee Over Cardio we officially launched in december 2017 so it's been an interesting i guess two and a half years now um and it basically so during 2017 i lived in new york city and i also lived in houston texas and both were i was working for an investment bank and if you know anything about banking uh, no matter kind of what portion you're in you work a ton of hours which requires a lot of caffeine Um, At the same time, I started or I was talking to my now husband um, and he lived across the country. So I would essentially take coffee breaks or extra coffee breaks so that I could call him or text him um, outside of my desk. And it's kind of embarrassing, but I was probably spending like 15 bucks a day on coffee just doing these little runs. And he made a joke at one point being like, you drink so much coffee, you should have your own. And at the time, he, um, he's been in the fitness industry. He's done 13 bodybuilding shows. He's um, on his own at this point, like doing consulting for marketing. Um, and he's always been like such an entrepreneur at heart. And he kind of said it and we laughed about it. And then he was like, no, but this is like something we could do. And meanwhile, I'm like, Sure, I like you, I'll do this. And um, we basically recognized that there were opportunities in the fitness industry because there was no coffee product being pushed on social media um, and then having a niche so towards women um, and women branding, just like a black, black rifle coffee does towards men and towards veterans. So we were like, well, there's no coffee branded for females there's neutral bags there's very masculine bags but this part is missing so we ended up doing a bunch of research Uh, we found the roaster that could bring our flavor ideas to life and after a lot of testing um, coming up with designing all the bags building out the website we launched in december 2017 Um, about six months later in June, I left my job on Wall Street so that I could go full time with Coffee Over Cardio, give it the attention it needed to actually grow. And ever since, it's just been on the up and up, and it's been a really fun process. 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah, Abby's coffee is amazing. She sent us some uh, probably a couple years back, and it, I really like how fun it is. Like, I definitely recommend you check it out. It's coffeeovercardio.com. She does a really good job at, you know, making it really fun, and I believe you just said, or at least said in the last one, you made a point of how you really did market it to women, which is pretty cool, you know, and I think, you know, even as a man, it's still really fun things that'll kind of resonate, like all the different flavors and ideas. And I like that, you know, coffee doesn't always need to be insanely serious. Like you make it a good time, make sure it's good quality coffee. And obviously it's some great fuel for people. Yeah, definitely the branding, it leans very feminine, but we have plenty of women who buy the coffee and then their boyfriends or their husbands steal it because they enjoy it. Um, and then we have one bag that is a bit more masculine. It has a mustache on it. Um, we're pretty, we're, we try to be inclusive. It's all, it's all coffee lovers. But the big thing for me, and I remember flatly saying this to Mike when I when we were starting this thing and I was like, look, if we're going to do this, I need it to be a platform to support other women. Because if they're going to support me creating my business, then, and I'm going to be the face, which I didn't want to be the face for the longest time. I was like, but if I'm going to do this, I want it to be a platform to support other females so that they can be encouraged to start their own businesses. Um, And that's where that community aspect has been. And that's where I think that's that's where it's truly made us different and allowed us to grow and have this really loyal and amazing community. It's really fun. Would you say um, like, you know, your branding is a little bit of an extension of you. Like Abby is kind of really fun and like her, her swag is hilarious. Like I remember one of the things I really said out recently, she has a shirt that says thick filet. I don't know why I found it so freaking funny. Even right now, what are you wearing? What does that say? Doing squats. <laughs> eating a lot doing squats and eating a lot see like this is like and it's funny because i feel like your company is very much an extension of that really fun bubbly kind of like chill side of you but it's pretty awesome like that's something i really respect yeah i think i I mean i've i grew up um my best friend was my cousin joe who was like a month older than me so i grew up like very tomboy in the sports um and I think now I'm a little bit more girly. I think our branding can be like super girly, but I do try to make it really fun. And I guess like a good transition from that is obviously, um, so Abby was a D1 athlete, you said, right? I believe. Yes. She was a D1 athlete. Like you did all these things, but what really brought you into fitness? Like what made you say, you know what? I want to lift some weights. I'm guessing it probably stemmed partially from that. Like even myself and Kyle was from hockey, but let's kind of hear about what got you into lifting weights and, you know, self-development or I guess bodybuilding per se. Uh, So I was really, really lucky that in my high school, shout out Michelle, uh, we had a fantastic um, athletic performance program. Um, so we, like, I learned lifting as a freshman, like I understood. And obviously though, that is geared towards performance on the field, um, very like explosiveness, stuff like that. Um, same thing transitioned even more intense program. Once I went into college playing a D one sport. Um, and then I was at that point in terms of lifting for performance, I think, and I think a lot of women who play college sports can understand this and relate is I wasn't comfortable in my body. And it was this, you're torn because you are so hungry because you are, you're burning so many calories going to class or waking up for sprints, going to class, going back to, um, you know, I would have to like do a hitting session in the middle of the day and then I have to go run and lift and then I'd go back to class and then I'd go to my three, four hour practice. And then on weekends we'd have four games and you have to perform. So if you're trying to diet, like I remember a few times trying to diet in college because I felt big or I felt uncomfortable or soft looking, um, I wouldn't have energy to perform and then my game would slip. And that was why I was there. And so it's like this torn of, I don't really know how to eat. Um, like I wish they guided us better on just even protein intake. Um, I don't know how to eat. I'm just trying to get as strong as I can. I'm just trying to perform. And at that point, 
I felt so fluffy, which I understand is like inflammation now that I think about it. But um, after I graduated and for me being a female athlete, like I went to school for education, went to school for my career after. I was so lucky that I got to keep playing softball, but it wasn't gonna pay my bills after graduation. So I did have to put that first. And I was so burnt out from the sport, from lifting, like I hated it. I truly thought that it was making me bulky because I didn't understand how to match my nutrition with my type of lifting. And I just completely flipped where I was like, I don't want to lift. And I ended up doing a lot of like hit workouts, body weight, which can be effective, but I was also compiling like a ton of running. I was training for a half marathon. I was doing like 45 minutes of walking a day on the treadmill, excuse me. And then I was just like small and I didn't like that. And then I got burnt out of that. And at that point I'm in New York city and my whole schedule changes and I'm going out to eat all the time and, and going to drinks with colleagues and clients. And then I'm gaining 30 pounds because I couldn't figure out how to make that transition. And that's when I got really unhappy. And that's when I found kind of the fitness Instagram world of, hey, I'm going to do bodybuilding so that I can look good and feel good. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is like a lifestyle aspect. And that was really appealing to me. And it did have this option to compete and being competitive was something that was really missing for me. I really, truly missed that after leaving sports. Um, so it gave me an option that if I decided to work towards a competition at one point, I could, and eventually I did. Um, but that's kind of how like I entered this world, and I'm super lucky. Introduced me to my husband. Um, I've made so many friends uh, across the country. It's connected me to people I would have never met if if not for Instagram and fitness. Um, and it's helped me build now two businesses, and kind of follow my passions so that's how i've gotten here i'm so glad i'm so glad no that was a great answer we're like both here smiling at each other because like this is just something that so many people need to hear like josh and myself you know primarily we work with women now and we think there's so many people that are in that similar situation starving trying to move too much over consuming on a weekend not understanding protein like we can go on and on now i love this the saying and the quote strong not skinny um and i wanted to kind of ask you like i think it's cool i love those shirts that say that and i love the girls that promote that you know you and i have talked about this before josh we've all talked about this in the previous interview but like what do you think are the core things that any woman that should be becoming fitter and stronger like what do they need to kind of incorporate whether it's like more protein or like obviously lifting is huge you know i want the the women here listening to to hear from you as well because you have a tremendous physique you've done amazing things and yeah just what are the core things for them to become fitter and stronger um there's so many things um first i guess wait sorry let me narrow it for you even a little like kind of even from your situation like i guess let's take the everyday woman who's trying to like Kyle said move a lot you know kind of starve themselves out like what are just like your big like your biggest fundamentals like do these few things and it will kind of get you on that right trajectory if that kind of clarifies well said well said so first off um there are no hard fast rules except like water drink water um <laughs> but everything is so variant because like even you know i think for the most part most people don't eat enough protein in their diet but that is two different, very different conversations for someone like me who eats a variety of different foods and meat proteins and stuff like that versus someone who's vegan, right? So you got to figure out where your body responds and even digestively responds. Um, I think for most females, letting go of the fact that whatever was ingrained into our head of what we thought was beautiful when we were younger like all of us, I think all went on diets in middle school and in high school, trying to be smaller. Um, everyone is so genetically different. And even on Instagram, one of the biggest things is that is people will be like, you're five, nine. Oh my God. And you're 160 pounds. Like I've been like so unhappy with myself because I'm trying to be 110 pounds. 
but you make 160 pounds of people and I'm the same height as you and I'm only 170 and it's it's a comparison game but being able to just recognize like what are healthy weight options and I'm going to say options too because I've been on a spectrum at my height um, and healthy has looked different at different weights at a different amounts of muscle and stuff like that so like letting go of those numbers and understanding hey for you as a person with the steps you've taken to get here with the two years of experience in lifting with the zero years with the 10 years like what is achievable what's a reality and what do you actually want to look like too because i've also gotten like really skinny and i that wasn't what i actually wanted um and then there's also like the lifestyle factors of okay you can get super lean but honestly unless you're genetically blessed to be lean all the time which some people are um it might be really uncomfortable to stay at that part you might be not going out to eat with friends you might be so over limiting um so just understanding like everyone's in such a different situation and you have to kind of put your blinders on and understand your own path um and then that goes into just not over dieting like take breaks like reverse diet if you don't know what reverse dieting and as i know you guys will explain it but if you don't know what it is like do it it's a thousand times better than dieting it it's where you're going to actually change your body type and it's probably going to help you actually achieve that look that you're going for that you, you probably want maybe um without starving yourself and making it uncomfortable and it's going to help your metabolism and you're you're going to be able to eat more food which then if you go on a diet again like you don't have to go to crazy low calories i guess that's like kind of like some of the things you can probably think of more but that was awesome. You, I think you really hit the hammer on the head. And I like even adding on to what you said, one thing we really love, like an ongoing joke between me and Kyle is like every question we ever get asked, our answer is it depends. And obviously we don't always say that, but like, that's what we say to most people is like, it really does depend. Like, and I, I, the fact that you said, you know, to kind of break down those walls of, you know, pre-consumed like, or pre pre-thought out notions of like this is the only way to do it is probably the way you will be the most successful and to really learn something that does work for you is the most valuable thing and one thing we notice is women get hit the worst right because you get the whole you know like just tons of nonsense like you can never have carbs like oh you know you can't have protein unless you're training or you need to do three hours of cardio today and be skinny or you're only going to be beautiful if you're at a low weight right so to work against those things is just such a powerful message and you definitely have the experience uh, to back that up and i guess to add on to that like what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes you have personally made uh, in your journey um not prior like, like overworking out so not prioritizing like a rest day um i think i've been in point like so it's, it's a little hard because especially now after covid and not ha having so much time away for the gym i'm like i want to be in the gym every single day so in terms of like a more normal environment I used to be really reliant on the gym in terms of like a mental release. And although I am like, I'm a huge advocate on mental health and understanding, um, you know, different triggers and, you know, how to properly explain your emotions and all that. I also wouldn't advise having one thing like going to the gym as being your mental release, have multiple avenues away from that because I was someone, at, you know, into my bodybuilding life, like I went to the gym every single day. And if I didn't, I would be so anxious because I had no release. But I also did not try to look into other ways that I could release that emotion. Um, so just like, do you, want to talk you know, not overtraining, like your body, like you do not burn fat and build muscle when you are actually working out. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like it's the after part. It's, you know, you'll lose fat later. You'll lose, you'll be building muscle when you sleep. You, you know, it's the nutrition combination, but like when you are physically at the gym, you're not losing fat. You're not building the muscle. It's the whole picture is what's going to help you achieve your goal. So if you're not prioritizing sleep, I don't know if you've ever noticed with your body, but I am so sensitive to this, but like if I have a crappy sleep because there's a thunderstorm and then my dogs are going berserk or I just don't sleep, like. I look 
terrible in the morning. And I might be even up in weight. And it's just because I, I didn't get a good rest. My body's inflamed. It's not happy. So just like prioritizing the recovery and not overtraining, that goes into the conversation of not over dieting, which can go in the conversation of like over dieting, meaning just like slashing calories and starving and then giving up two weeks later. It also just goes into the conversation of just constantly being like, oh, I'm trying to lose two pounds. Yeah, that's that's like the worst thing you can do. Like, no, like be like, okay, these 12 weeks I'm dieting. Okay, now for the next 12 weeks, I'm going to reverse diet. And then for the next 12 weeks, I'm just going to maintain my calories and, you know, maintain my current, you know, and going through those cycles too. Like you learn so much about yourself, but you're taking care of your long-term health and you're setting yourself up for success. There's a reason why some of your favorite influencers, why this isn't year number one, that they've been doing it. It's like year six, year eight, year whatever. And that like, that's why is they've gone through so many phases and hopefully they look a lot better. I always think it's questionable when someone looks the same as they did 10 years ago. I'm like, but maybe they are just trying yeah. to maintain to each his own. Yeah. But like, that always said something. If your message 10 years ago or six years ago, or even three years ago, if it was the same thing as it is today, where's the growth in that person? Should you be looking up to that person? Are they expanding their mindset? Who knows? I love that. Yeah. We, we always talk about that. That's one of our, you know, common mistakes we've always said is, you know, a lot of times people go in day in and day out and just it's the same stuff. It's just like, there's, there's not much else to it. But one thing that you really said that stuck out to the both of us here was, um, you said, obviously fitness was an outlet for you to kind of just release everything to relax, to, to de-stress. Now we talk a lot about this on our podcast and I think people actually really enjoy it. You know, we talk about meditating, gratitude journaling. We love nature walks. Like what else and what other tips do you have for like overall happiness and just, um, outlets that you've kind of incorporated for, for mental health purposes over the last few years, um, generally? Um, I'm a huge advocate or something that's really helped me is being able to talk about your emotions. It's also the hardest thing to do for me personally, putting words around feelings that I'm having can be really, really hard. Like giving a reason of, I woke up today and I feel so sad or I'm hurting or I want to just lay down. Like there's nothing wrong with feeling it. Don't beat yourself up for it, but but have conversation. And that might be with your husband. That might be with your best friend, or that might be with a professional where you can just try. And a lot of times you can try and it just turns into tears or just you're like, you're like this, or you're like, I don't know why I feel like that and that's okay. So, but just talking and maybe that's even just like talking out loud in your car. This is weird, but I talk to myself all the time. (laughs) Like I'll talk to myself out loud or I have my inner dialogue and it's a lot of talking myself through like thoughts or, you know, whether that's something that I'm struggling with anxiety or even like a body image issue, you know, where I have to be like, okay, take a step back. Like, are you actually fat today? No, you're not. You are just bloated or you are, you know, really inflamed. The scale went up because you just started lifting after eight weeks, like things like that, like being able to have the conversation and talk through and recognize your feelings as valid and have that conversation like that has helped me most. Since accepting that is where I started implementing. I love outdoor walks. For me, that is alone with my dogs. That's my thing. And I live in a place where I luckily can pretty much walk outside almost every single day, which is great. Um, But it was when I was in New York City walking around. I remember like being like emotional walking around thinking, wow, people are like probably judging me right now for just being upset. Um, But just being outside, like that's been a huge thing. Um, I struggle a lot with meditation. Um, I know it's something you have to like practice and it takes time to really get into, but it's, it's just even deep breathing. Like that was my thing that helped last year. I struggled a lot with anxiety 
And there's like apps you can use, but just like deep breathing and like taking, even when you don't need it, like just being like, oh wow, like I feel tense. Let me just like take a minute and breathe and just focus on breathing and being like present. And I do it in my car all the time. Like if I arrive early to something or something like that, or like about to go on my way, like I'll just like take a minute before I turn anything on and just like breathe. And that's what's helped me. And for you guys, and this is the other thing too, is like accepting like for you, this might help. For you, this might help. It's just figuring out what works for you and being open to trying different things. Um, more recently right now, I'm trying essential oils. I know nothing about it. I hear so many people talk about it. I've always dismissed it, but then I've seen it help some of my friends and I'm like, you know what? Try it, learn about it, educate yourself. If it works for you, it works. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay too. You just keep going. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Obviously trying things, you know, being critical and, you know, looking at them, but at least, you know, having the willingness to experiment, I guess, and even do things that are uncomfortable, right? Like you said, with meditation, I, I always hated it. Um, now I'm on like a 30 day streak, right? You know, I just had to find how it worked for me. And for me, like 10 minutes, and I did a guided one, and I hated hearing the same thing. So like, I kind of just tried to rework that and I do five minutes unguided and I find I've been able to be consistent with that. I spend some time with my head and it really helps, you know, just cool me down and get me ready for the day. And then I've been experimenting with like box breathing quite a lot, like little things like that. And like you said too, the things I love, you could hate things you love. I could hate and, you know, finding those things that really do speak to you and are powerful for you. And I guess another good segue to, um, you know, we did mention this last time, but how do you balance like family, business, your personal life and, you know, not overworking or being overly stressed, right? Like even as you said, anxiety and all these things, like obviously you have these mechanisms, but in terms of scheduling and, you know, knowing when you're overworked or like what, what do you kind of do to, to balance that the best you can? So, I'm not sure if you guys have experienced this yet, but I am like, I don't know if you've done Enneagrams or anything like that, but I am a type two, which means I am a giver. Like any, my friends, I'll be like, just going to the grocery store for me and Mike and I'll text my neighbor like, hey, do you need anything? Um, and with that and learning about myself, I've had to realize like, I have to choose to take care of myself at the same time. So becoming an entrepreneur and running my own businesses, that never shuts off. There isn't a easy way to say, hey, you can achieve work-life balance. I almost would admit that if, especially if I never hired anyone, like I have, you know, I was concerned when I was working in banking that I wasn't going to be able to have work-life balance when I had a family. And then I would just have to like hire someone or just take time off. Like that was something that really scared me. Now as an entrepreneur, I'm like, oh my God, like we literally work every single day. It is really hard to take a vacation and not run our laptops. Like that's almost next to impossible. So it's almost like you have to accept it, what it is. You have to do what you can. And for me, a lot of times it's, well, I still have responsibilities today that I need to get done, but I need to work from home. I need to be by myself. And this is actually something that when me and Mike moved in together, like he doesn't have that, like we're in time where he needs to be by himself. So he would, I would like be by myself in our room. He might be in the living room and I would get so mad because he'd be like, why are you there by yourself? And I just needed time. Like I just was like, I just need to breathe or be alone. And I would have to like literally go to Target or something like that to just like have my alone time. So for me, it's understanding, prioritize, what do I need today to take care of myself? And then it's actively doing that instead of waiting until you need it. So for me, it's everyday stress management, whether I'm stressed or not. And I would say, so I started really implementing that of like, like putting stress management almost ahead of lifting, which is like insane to me. Like, I'm like, nope, stress management, way more important. I prioritize that. And since February of 2019, uh, which was when probably like 2019 was my worst year in terms of anxiety that I've ever had. And 
I was facing like a lot of hormonal problems, which led to weight gain and body you know, issues. So a lot of that plus two businesses, all of that. And so I've started practicing that like a daily making sure. And now I guess, so it's, I can't believe it's June. Oh my God. Okay. June, 2020. And I would say the past six months, my coach is like, has told me like, you need to be angrier in your lifts. Like take your stress out. stuff. And I'm like, I'm not stressed. Like I'm true. Like I don't have that much anxiety. Like I have it, but it's so much more under control. So it's just finding that balance of like, Hey, what do I need to prioritize? And it's, I mean, if you work for someone like take your mental health days, you have two, you should have two days of like just personal days. If you need it, take it. I never took mine. Cause I was really scared of taking a day off, but like there are definitely some days that I had to do everything I could to pull myself together, to go to work, cry in the bathroom three times that I should have just taken the day off or just worked from home and just voice that. So it's just for finding balance. Balance is going to look different for everyone. you got to figure out how much can I work and be happy? Am I working at a job that's making me happy? Am I doing other things? Am I surrounding myself, like finding that balance, but then prioritizing, Hey, what do I need on top of that? What can I do daily to actively management? And then at what point can I make sure I recognize, Hey, I need to take a step back and do what put myself first. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, you you <laughs> killed that one. That that was super 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 good. That was a fantastic answer. Um, you know, even for me, I I can definitely relate. I've only done one personality test. Have you done it, Kyle, or no? Mm. No, I've never actually taken one. Also, I, I did some. Link. It's really. I've done a sixteen personalities. I'm an INTJT, whatever that is, architect, and it says strategy. You need constant improvement, and I guess it kind of speaks to me. I thought it was kind of accurate but you know even how you said to actually take more time for you and as entrepreneurs we're like always doing stuff and me and Kyle were just spent like an hour talking about this because we've been reading I don't know if you've ever read deep work if you haven't you'd probably like it it's a definitely an awesome book but you know even for me lately I used to spend the morning like doing everything for everyone else like answering all my clients doing everything but now I still do take care of everyone else but I spend like the 10 minutes to do my breathing and just to slow down. And then in the morning I'll listen to something like an audiobook or a podcast to really just kind of work on my development. I think, you know, by starting my day with my mental health, then I can get into my physical health and I'll kind of hit my workout with Kyle and then we'll get into our business and like priming myself and realizing like the things I need to do to help myself feel balanced and controlled has been so valuable. So like even your point of, you know, doing those things and identifying yourself and identifying like if you need to be alone, I can relate because I'm the same kind of person. Like, you know, I'll be all for being with everyone all the time. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm just like, please let me just like be by myself. Like I need that time. I, I feel like you're not like that. Are you Kyle? No, I am. I, uh, you know what, especially lately, just, you know, when you're not living alone and stuff, you realize like there, you really need to prioritize it. And, uh, it's important. Like for me, I, I love it. Like, cause you know, especially personal training, I find like 40 hours with people and then I'm always with Josh and then always with my girlfriend. And then I'm like, I really need some alone time. Like the mornings, like I spend two hours just by myself. And it's just like, even when I'm driving though, I have a lot of online clients or sorry, in-person clients I drive to. And that for me is like alone time, but I think it's so important. And, uh, yeah, I've just, I've been getting a lot into mental health lately and it's been, it's been fun trying to realize what works for you and what, what doesn't. Yeah. And Abby is awesome for being humble and like really just laying her situation out there and like being super transparent and honest about it. So, you know, if you're not following on Instagram, we definitely recommend that it's a B B B E Y S C O T T T. So Abby Scott with three B's and three T's. Uh, there we go. What's the next question, Kyle? So this question, and uh, I really like it because you've gone through different phases of your life in your f fitness journey where you're focusing on on competing and like, you know, just there's going to be different phases where, and, and we always talk about the power of consistency. There's going to be some weeks where you can get two workouts in, some weeks you can get five, some weeks where your diet's perfect, some weeks where it's just blown out of proportion, whatever it is. Like what tips do you have for someone that feels like they're, they can't dedicate their full attention to fitness on just like kind of being consistent you know like we always talk about how it should fit your lifestyle like like for me personally one of my biggest things i'll give you an example is i love saying hey if you don't have two hours spend 30 minutes hey go for a walk like just something for that busy individual that just feels like they can't spend 
five hours, which no one should, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, um, so it's really interesting because I guess if you look back at the last whatever weeks that we haven't been in the gym, I've like lost weight. I've probably been most inconsistent with my diet. Um, but I really just focused on like foods that made me feel good in terms of like digestive health. So even if I'm not eating enough or not eating or overeating, my body's going to respond to being properly uh, fueled. So with like those, you know, good nutrients with water, with protein intake, with quality choices of protein, um, with the vegetables. So even if I'm not measuring things out, my body's still responding at its best and can still function and kind of do what you want it to do, whether you're trying really hard. Um, it's taken me a really long time, but like, I would have been like, Oh, working out number one thing, if you want to change your body, but it's really not, it's the nutrition. And I think you can have the most control over your, your, your nutrition. Um, and it just starts with, like I said, even if it's not the amounts, it's just the food choices. So I remember when I was in New York city and this is when I was first starting my new fitness journey. Um, I didn't try to change everything at once. At first it was, okay, well, I'm eating out every single meal. Okay. I'm still going to do that because I don't know how to make food. Um, but what can I choose or what other places? So it started by making different choices at the places I was going to, to changing to this one deli that would like just grilled chicken with vegetables and no extra oils and then plain rice. And then eventually like I took the little baby steps um, having what your priorities are and how you like, you really feel about it. Right. So for example, you might want to lose 30 pounds or think you need to lose 30 pounds to get this amazing body. But if you truly aren't even that, like, if you're like kind of okay with your body and you're like, Oh, well, well, that's a motivation thing. So you might be like, okay, well, I do need to improve my body and stuff. What are smaller steps that I can just change along the way? And what's one change I can make at a time? Um, so for someone who like can't dedicate all their time, um, you know, and goes back to like me in this past eight weeks, we've had some weeks where we were getting up at 6 a.m. and working in our warehouse until 9 p.m. And I mean, the gym was closed, but even if it wasn't, we had no time and we we're coming back. We had moved into our house. We had to build stuff. Um, we, I just prioritized making sure I ate the food that I knew my body agrees with best. And I like lost six pounds. I look better than ever. I've lost inflammation. Like my body still worked in the way I needed it to be. Um, so it's not always like, you don't have, like you have to understand you don't have to throw everything to make change or like you don't have to do a hundred percent or 110 percent it's what can you do to make those little changes so i think it's food choice is probably like my one number one tip that's awesome sorry if you're wondering abby i asked kyle if i could use this charger <laughs> that's what's going on here poor abby like i have the office background he has joe exotic so you just can't see kyle right now you can see the tiger and the freaking tiger king guy right there um but yeah that that was awesome i think you really nailed it i think there's just some amazing advice all the way through here and like my next question for you is I guess, I don't know if you would call yourself like a, a an overachiever, high achiever or whatever, but I think you definitely are. Um, and like, what are some of the things you do to constantly keep yourself like growing and improving? Like, are you a big book person, an audiobook person, a podcast person, documentaries? You just, are you naturally motivated? Are you, I know you said your husband is a big component to that. Just kind of curious what you do to level yourself up. Uh <laughs> some dense questions today. <laughs> um, I've gone, I've gone through phases. Like I feel like I'm going through Like I go through phases of, I'll read a lot of books. Um, like I was a huge book reader as a kid. Um, since adulthood, especially in my previous job of being in research, working on Wall Street, I was reading so much every day. 
that the last thing I wanted to do was go home and read a book. Um, I've read some pretty incredible books that have like shaped my opinions and stuff like that. But, um, and then I, when I lived in Houston and Mike lived in Dallas, I listened to so many audio books cause I had a four hour drive one way. So uh, that was like something, um, I've gone through huge phases of YouTube. Like I used to watch every single one of your YouTube videos, like would wait till I had the alert and, you know, you didn't learn so much through that. Um, I think more recently, I've just done a lot more of kind of researching articles, stuff like that, and like kind of picking topics and then doing what I can to do research and learn. Um, I don't think I'm an overachiever. I think <laughs> I've always like, as even a kid, I've always been really good about picking a goal and making it happen. I haven't been really good. And I think in my adulthood, this is almost where I'd be like, oh, I'm not an overachiever because I don't feel like I've overachieved. But in my adulthood, I've done a better job instead of just setting realistic goals and meeting them and then, you know, setting another one. I've gone, you know, and doing the steps, I've said, okay, well, this is my new goal. So I'm just like slowly working. So I'm like, I'm not overachieving but I would have met the goals I would have set along the way. Um, so I think it's, I'm so goal, like I need goals. If I don't have them, I don't, like I, I don't, I would say I'm probably lazy. Like I, um, I like, especially with fitness, like if I don't have a goal of some sort, I do struggle to stay on track. And that's just how I am. I'm very goal oriented. I'm someone who I was coached my entire life. I've been told what to do. Um, that goes into the struggle too of like when I left a corporate to go for an entrepreneur, like I struggled because I didn't have tasks that were laid out or I didn't have a career path with, with, with certain goals. So I'm a very much a goal oriented. I don't have to write it down 10 times. Like I just know like this is what I need to do. Um, and then I'm very hard on myself if I don't, if I know I'm not doing what I need to, to uh, do that. Um, that's another thing too. I've just like learned it that it's, this is how I work. This is how I succeed. And Mike, on the other hand, totally different. He is someone who he can naturally wake up every single day, but he also needs someone that is telling him he's doing a good job. Oh, I'm sorry. That's him. Um, that he's doing like a good job. Like, so he is encouraged differently. He is, you know, just naturally like, you know, I know if I'm not the person that's waking up at 6 a.m., like, it's not going to happen, like, stuff like that. So I think it's understanding how you can be successful um, and then not being able or being able to kind of adjust. Like, if you are goal-oriented, well, why do you keep limiting yourself at realistic goals? Why don't you do a huge goal? might take a little bit longer, but if you always meet goals, then there you go. And then failure just happens all the time. So it's something. Yeah, I think that's a better way of putting it. I knew I knew when I said it, I'm like, oh, that's probably not the right term. It's funny, too. He, I think he knew you were talking about him. That's why he's like, let me get in here real quick and talk to you about it. Um, but yeah, no, we. it's funny because obviously the, the timeline of it's going to be confusing for people. But on the Mailbox Monday episode coming out on Monday, Kyle was actually just talking about, you know, to be his quote. You, we, do, we do a quote every week and his was be happy with what you have and excited for what you don't. And we were really talking about how, you know, our entire journey together, like as creating a business, being setting goals and like, it's crazy how much those goals have evolved. Like originally we were saying how it was such a goal for us just to get off the subway, stop taking the bus. And then we got like his little civic and like all those little cool things. And, you know, goal setting has just been such a valuable tool for us as well. And like achieving those goals kind of gamifies like the whole journey of success too, I think, which is kind of a, a cool little tidbit, you know, cause you're always just wanting to like, you know, keep pushing, but obviously you do want to continue to be happy with all those steps along the way anything to add there Kyle man I'm I'm so glad that you just you know brought up the whole goal setting thing um, I just think you know we, we we pound at home all the time and we give our clients goals and we help them set goals and like you know we we talk all about like unrealistic goals and we figure like even you know we've always been a fan of like setting it just out of your comfort zone so it pushes you to kind of 
keep like working even harder and you know because we, you know if we have a small goal set it's not going to get us up in the morning it's not going to excite us it's not going to motivate us and we're just going to stop short like our actions are just going to be so you know that we're not going to go super hard but um, I think that was great uh, I just have one last question and I'm just really glad that you're so open on once again on Instagram give her a follow it's amazing and uh, she offers some really good value but um, yeah you're super open about your anxiety attacks how you're feeling and always letting people know hey it's okay to not feel like you're you know you want to go out there and do everything every single day like you're gonna have your moments Um, and what's your advice for anyone that you you know there's gonna be a lot of people right now that are are struggling they're not they're thinking that they're not enough and that they're just like oh you know they don't have it figured out they're just like in a really weird spot and mentally they probably just I don't know it's just what's your thought what what do you what's your advice for anyone who's in this current position is what I'm trying to get at I feel like if you think you're not enough well, first of all, you are enough. There's no like doubt in that. And you have to tell yourself, scream it at the top of your lungs, convince yourself every single day if you really need to. But this is like a more recent acknowledgement that I've realized is if you think you're not enough, that speaks to your character of always wanting to improve and be better. So you're going to be your own worst critic. You're never going to think you're enough, but it just shows that you want to do more, whether that's you want to keep improving on your lifts, you want to keep improving your nutrition, you want to improve in your career, you want to, you know, be a better platform, like whatever that means to you. What you just need to understand is don't discredit who you are, what you have done, everything you should be proud of, all the people who love you, like don't discredit that just because you feel like you haven't achieved everything that you're you're here for, right? Like you're, you're supposed to live for how many years? You have so many, like think back, like think about something you are so proud of in fourth grade, in fifth grade, in middle school, in high school, in college, like think about all the achievements that at that time, like that was what you were, you were working towards. And that was like the end game. Like I'm going to be the best softball player when I get a D1 scholarship that I can be like, that's, that's my goal. That's my, you know, okay. Well, I still became a D1 athlete. I got a small grant. I was in full scholarship, but like that didn't mean I was enough. That doesn't discredit becoming a D1 athlete. You know, and being a D1 athlete opened the doors for me to be on Wall Street. Like I was a female athlete in college. That opened doors for me. And that made me be able to achieve so much more in my finance career, which then led me to start building two successful businesses, which has led me to here. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough on being an influencer. Like, I don't like that word, but it's a reality. I have a platform. I have a voice. I don't feel like I'm doing enough, but that doesn't mean that I'm not enough or I'm not worth being here. Like I still I plan on living for how many more years? Like I have so much to accomplish in front of me. I have friends, family who love me. I've done so many things that add up to be the person I am today. And I'll get a little message from someone that just says, thank you for this caption that I thought was wow, this is going to be stupid. No one's going to really re- relate or this is just going to be another one of my body image posts, but to someone that meant something. And even if that's just impacting one person or if that's smiling to someone on the street who just needed a smile, like you are enough, like you are meant to be here, convince yourself of that. And I don't care if it takes an hour a day to convince it, eventually you'll believe it. And just look at it as, you know, I don't think I'm enough or I'm not doing enough. Well, that just shows that I want to keep bettering myself and having more impact or whatever that means. Spin it positive. Look at it positive. There's this great quote. I don't know if you guys have noticed what I've been doing on Instagram. I take this like silly picture in my car with my sunroof and I say it's a good day. Not So this is the quote. It's like not every day is good, but there is good in every day. And I wish I read that last year, early last year, because it would have just made me be like, 
yeah, that's it. Not every day is good, but there's something good. Whether that's a hug from my cousin, I mean, from my cousin, from my, well, from my cousin, yeah, but from my husband or my dog, or you know, or just having that one random conversation or whatever it is, like that makes it all worth it. Like that really does. You're worth it. You're enough. So that's my advice. Wow, that was really, really good, and uh, I appreciate you answering that. I just, I, I was just writing down the quote: "Not every day is good, but there's good in every day." I think that really hits home, and I think this is a great way to end all of this. Um, do you have any other questions you want to ask, Josh? I believe we're kind of near the end, right? No, I'm happy. Abby killed it, and once again, we really do appreciate her doing it with us again. You know, what's funny is we're a big believer. Whenever we mess up and we have to do something twice, we're always like, "Oh, it's always better the second time, anyways." And I think, you know, even for us as hosts, I think we ask some better questions, which is awesome. So I'm glad we we're able to really display, you know, a lot of your strengths, even though you have a, you have so so many that we could keep going on. And we really do appreciate you coming on. And I think a lot of people, you know, probably did get a lot of value out of this, which is awesome. So thank you for that. Yeah, happy to be here. A lot less nervous the second time, so I'm hoping my personality came That's it, it was just a warm-up. <laughs> and, you know, one last thing is if there's anything you want to just leave with uh, any of these listeners, um, something that maybe we didn't touch on, just any last messages, you know, it's okay if there's nothing, but anything else that's on the top of your head, shoot it over. <laughs> no, we touched on so many topics. Um I mean, thank you guys for inviting me. You guys are one of like the first people I followed on uh, Instagram and on YouTube. And I'm really happy because you gave like very legitimate information and helpful tips that like I'm like proud to be like, yeah, I followed them from the beginning versus there's other influencers. I'm like, I can't believe I listened to them. So thank you for always like just putting out <laughs> like quality that. education and and whatnot and really helping people yeah like even you you know you've been in our circle for a long time now and it's so funny to see how much it's evolved and like you know the people that have come and gone but you know you're someone who's constantly been at it and like you said you know you've talked about growth and you know not being where you were 10 years ago and it's amazing to see how far you've come and obviously there's so many th more things we could have talked to and how you're always growing and you know pushing us you gave us some amazing advice for our business and just you know really valuable person to have on and definitely someone you should follow I will, I will say on your youtube videos i remember at one point you guys were giving away shirts if you like put the code word in the comments that you put in the, you guys remember when you did that yeah. yeah i never won a shirt so i want one <laughs> you guys have extra ones. i know we have to get it's funny because Earlier, I was thinking how good of a clothing company you would probably make, you know, because you have like all these fun sayings and like all these good things. And like, I feel like you'd kill it. Like you'd have the funnest shirts. But okay, once we, we've only been saying we'd make new clothing for like three years. But once we do, we'll, we'll definitely send you one. <laughs> okay. I'll take you up on that. We really want to. It's just, it's so hard to like find a vendor, a good printer. And then like, we don't want to just be some horrible t-shirt, right? Because you know, when you get a t-shirt, it sucks. You're like, I'm never going to wear this. Like kind of thing and it's just oh we'll talk after i mean we make our own t-shirts so we'll oh chit -chat perfect and okay we'll do that's advice. that's what we needed we'll get that inside advice well thank you everyone for listening once again if you want to follow abby show her some love let her know you like the podcast her instagram is a three b's scott with three t's so you can definitely hit her up there um definitely check out her coffee company if you want some new coffee we definitely recommend that that's coffeeovercardio.com and of course you could learn that from all the links in the description of this episode but thank you so much for listening peace out peace